This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of ulnar nerve from the anatomy section on orthobullets.com. In this brief episode, we'll go over the origin, course, innervation, and clinical conditions related to the ulnar nerve. Starting with the origin of the ulnar nerve, the ulnar nerve comes from the medial cord of the brachial plexus, which has contributions from C8 to T1. As far as the course of the ulnar nerve, in the arm, it lies posteromedial to the brachial artery in the anterior compartment of the upper one half of the arm. The ulnar nerve pierces the medial intermuscular septum at the arcade of struthers, approximately 8 centimeters from the medial epicondyle, and lies medial to the triceps. The arcade of struthers is an aponeurotic band extending from the medial intramuscular septum to the medial head of the triceps. At the elbow, the ulnar nerve runs behind the medial epicondyle with the superior ulnar collateral artery. It's important to understand the concept of the cubital tunnel, where the roof is composed of Osborne's ligament proximally, which is an extension of the deep forearm fascia between the heads of the FCU and the FCU aponeurosis distally. The floor of the cubital tunnel is the posterior and transverse bands of the MCL and elbow joint capsule. Keep in mind that at the elbow, the ulnar nerve sends small sensory branches to the elbow that can be sacrificed. As far as the forearm, the ulnar nerve enters the forearm between two heads, that is the humeral and ulnar heads of the FCU, and it runs between the FCU and the FDP. At the wrist, the ulnar nerve and artery pass superficial to the transverse carpal ligament. It then bifurcates into sensory and deep motor branches in Guillain's canal. The roof of Guillain's canal is the volar carpal ligament. The floor is the transverse carpal ligament and the hypothenar muscles. The ulnar border is the pisiform and the pisohamate ligament and the abductor digiti minimi muscle belly. The radial border of the wrist is the hook of the hamate. As far as ulnar nerve innervation, motor innervation in the forearm is to the FCU and the FDP of the ring and small finger. Motor innervation for the thenar muscles includes the adductor pollicis and the deep head of the flexor pollicis brevis. Ulnar nerve motor innervation to the fingers include the interossei, specifically dorsal and palmar, as well as the third and fourth lumbricals. Finally, ulnar motor innervation to the hypothenar muscles includes the abductor digiti minimi, the opponent's digiti minimi, and the flexor digiti minimi. As far as ulnar sensory innervation, sensory branches of the ulnar nerve include the dorsal cutaneous branch, the palmar cutaneous branch, and the superficial terminal branches. Some clinical conditions related to the ulnar nerve to mention include cubital tunnel syndrome and ulnar tunnel syndrome. With respect to cubital tunnel syndrome, sites of compression from proximal to distal include the medial intermuscular septum, 8 centimeters proximal to the medial epicondyle. The next most distal site of compression is the arcade of struthers, then the medial epicondyle, secondary to osteophytes, cubital tunnel retinaculum, or Osborne's ligament, and keep in mind that the anconius epitrochlearis muscle replaces Osborne's ligament in 11% of the population, causing static compression. Next most distal site of compression is the aponeurosis of the two heads of the FCU, or the arcuate ligament, and remember that this is often continuous with Osborne's ligament. The most distal site of compression is the deep flexor slash pronator aponeurosis. Again, this is the most distal site, and it is 4 centimeters distal to the medial epicondyle. Remember that elbow flexion reduces cubital tunnel volume because the FCU aponeurosis tenses, Osborne's ligament becomes taut, and the MCL bulges into the cubital tunnel. 
the internal anatomy of the ulnar nerve explains the predominance of hand symptoms in cubital tunnel syndrome. And this is specifically because the fibers to the FCU and FDP are central and the hand intrinsic fibers are peripheral. Moving on to ulnar tunnel syndrome, with respect to compression in Guillain's canal, there is no involvement of the dorsal cutaneous nerve since it branches before the canal. And there's also no involvement of the FDP of the fourth and fifth, as well as the FCU. Causes of compression in Guillain's canal include ganglia, which is the most common cause from the triquetrohamate joint 30 to 50% of the time. Other causes include a mass, trauma, specifically a fracture of the distal radius or ulna, as well as the hook of the hamate, muscle anomalies, and ulnar nerve aneurysm or thrombosis. Compression sites in ulnar nerve syndrome can be divided into three zones. Zone 1 is proximal to the bifurcation and has both motor and sensory symptoms and can be caused by a hook of the hamate fracture and ganglia. Zone 2 involves the deep motor branch and manifests with motor symptoms only. This can be caused by a hook of the hamate fracture and ganglia. Finally, zone 3 involves the superficial sensory branch and manifests with sensory symptoms only and is caused by an ulnar artery aneurysm or thrombosis. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over two questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 50-year-old laborer presents with clumsiness of his hand. Clinical exam shows involvement of the FDP to the small and ring finger, and there's also atrophy of the first dorsal web space. On physical exam, he is found to have a positive froment sign, decreased cutaneous sensation over the ulnar border of his small finger, and has a positive tenel sign at the medial elbow. While undergoing elective surgery for this condition, the affected nerve is transected while attempting to excise the medial intermuscular septum. Postoperatively, what limitation to his elbow function would you expect? And the choices are 1. Decreased flexion, 2. Decreased extension, 3. No limitation, 4. Decreased supination, and 5. Decreased pronation. The correct answer to this question is 3. No limitation. So this patient has clinical findings consistent with cubital tunnel syndrome. Laceration of the nerve above the level of the elbow will not affect his elbow function. To quickly review, the ulnar nerve originates from the medial cord of the brachial plexus. It pierces the medial intermuscular septum as it courses from anteromedial to posteromedial in the upper half of the arm. As the nerve traverses distal to the cubital tunnel, it will give rise to motor branches that feed the FCU and the FDP to the small and ring fingers. The function of the elbow is predicated on the motor innervations of the radial nerve, musculocutaneous, and median nerves. While the ulnar nerve innervates some of the ulnar-based flexors of the forearm, elbow function is not affected when it is transected. Mazarek et al. reviewed the anatomy of the median, radial, and ulnar nerves along with the clinical implications of compression neuropathies of each. Although the ulnar nerve has a significant course in the upper arm as it passes from the anterior to the posterior compartment, the first branches of the ulnar nerve are sensory branches to the elbow joint capsule. The remainder of the ulnar nerve branches are in the forearm and the hand. No distinct contribution to elbow function is noted. And moving on to the final question, a 28-year-old man sustains a distal forearm laceration. Surgical exploration reveals complete ulnar nerve transection but an intact median nerve. Motor examination reveals intact finger abduction and adduction. Sensory examination is likely to reveal 
and the choices are one, intact sensation over the dorsal first web, index fingertip and little fingertip, two, intact sensation over the dorsal first web and index fingertip, but not the little fingertip, three, intact sensation over the dorsal first web and little fingertip, but not the index fingertip, four, intact sensation over the dorsal first web, but not the index finger or little fingertips, and five, no sensation over the dorsal first web, index fingertip, and little fingertip. The correct answer to this question is two, intact sensation over the dorsal first web and index fingertip, but not the little fingertip. So the patient in the question stem has a Martin Gruber anastomosis, which are motor connections between the median and ulnar nerves that occur in the forearm. Several variations have been described. With the complete ulnar nerve laceration, sensory loss over the ulnar distribution is expected. That's all for this review about the ulnar nerve. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.